yeah, man, like, I fought the battle, and um, I'll never forget, like, my mom, like, she just said, like, you don't, my boy is going to fight, like, like, you don't know my boy. Meet Corey, recovering heroin addict of nine years who has built an incredible life beyond the needle. We kick off the very first episode with a glimpse at a beautiful recovery in which Oakland meets the ocean for the first time. Welcome to Antidote Overdose, a conversation on the metaphysics of it all. Here we explore the nature of healing, metaphysics, addiction, psychedelics, and more. I am your host, DZ, and it all began with my experience with ayahuasca and how she has left me completely dissolved. Ayahuasca is truly an alien antidote, the ultimate plantidote. Antidote Overdose is my attempt to answer her call as I try to make sense of it all. It'll get clear, I promise, as we cook up Antidote Omelets, sunny side subconscious, serving new dimensions upon us. Here we go, here we go. Been procrastinating for years on the first episode. I am beyond jazz to finally cross that line. To help kick things off, we have a very special surprise cameo from a couple of beings I met inside my last DMT trip. They don't have names, but they're cool with me calling them AO Choir. I told them I was about to drop episode one, and they offered to throw in some alien vibes. Fair warning, this is their first time trying to sing. Give it up for AO Choir. Okay, that was uh that was pretty dope, guys. Um, I fuck with you guys, but uh, just a little constructive feedback. I think yeah, right right there, guys. That's what we call not quite in harmony. Let's zoom in on that just so I can. Yeah, you see you see whatever's going on there, guys. Whatever's going on there. Make that sweeter. I I know you just I know I know I know I couldn't couldn't refuse. But first off, I fuck with you guys. Promise me you will be uh, visiting us again anytime. Anytime you want to drop in for a cameo, you are more than welcome. Uh, see, they're getting into it. Yeah, that's right. A O A O. Give it up for A O Choir. And now, a very important message 
from our sponsor. Are you feeling lethargic, low energy, with just no drive, feeling aimless while life just passes you by? Well, how about an overdose of meditation? Boss trying to take credit for your work? No problem, meditation has got your back. Living on the edge like you might not make it back? No problem, meditation always got your back. All for the new low price of 10 minutes a day. Using ancient technology with modern memes, meditation has never been cheaper or easier. Meditation is so confident that you'll be satisfied that they are offering all antidote overdosers a lifetime refund. That's right, 30 years from now, if you find that meditation wasn't worth it, they'll refund your time, no questions asked. Now that's what I call a time back guarantee. And as an added overdose, apply the code AO at checkout for half off. That's right, instead of 10 minutes a day, the price gets sliced to 5 minutes a day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean to tell me I can get meditation for 5 minutes a day? Damn smackety smack. Act now while supplies last. And last but not least, before we get into the episode, some words of acknowledgement. I would like to acknowledge all of the people who had a hand in getting me here. And that's all of you. That's everybody. That's everyone I haven't met. That's everyone I will never know and then some. That is every being, every particle. Thank you. And because this was recorded on your birthday, shout out to Justin and his family. Today he turns 40. Happy birthday, brother. Your spirit reshapes humanity, and it's an honor to be shouting you out like this. And to all the early ears who are helping me work out the kinks, it's a privilege. Thank you. Without further ado, we pick up this week's overdose with how I met Corey through my work with Ayahuasca and unfold his story of recovery overdose, in which Oakland meets the ocean for the first time. All right, we're live. Uh, this is what's the date today? Today is uh, September twenty twenty fifth. Twenty seventh. All right, today uh, today's twenty seven. Twenty seven. We didn't exchange any words at that first ceremony, so I'm curious. What was your impression of me? Just like not even having spoken to me. I was very intrigued by you. Why? I had uh, listened to some of the conversations that you were having with other people and I and I and I'm listening and I hear this I hear this man and he's very intellectual you know when he speaks right and and he's talking about life and and I'm like okay well he's been to some places he's he's had some experiences and so that was a big draw for me mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm always looking to um, I'm always like seeking knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. How however, however that may come, whether it's through reading, whether it's through uh, life's experiences, whether it's through um, getting to know someone else. Sure. And so that was one of the major things that um, that I was um, drawn to when I when I seen you. But, you know, when it when it comes down to it. I wasn't speaking to anybody. 
Like that's a very, um, that's a very intimate time mm. for Corey mm. when I go and um, participate uh, in these ceremonies. Yes. It's not about conversations and, and it's more about taking a look at self for the whole weekend as much as I can or as much as I can withstand. So these ceremonies are, you know, it's a weekend, uh, two nights in a row. So, so yeah, so when you go to these things, it's, it's really, you go into it really with the intention of, of confronting yourself and there's really no thought about other people. No, there's not. And, and I'm very, um, very disciplined, you know, even, even before I actually go down in attendance, Yes. you know, and, um, my soon to be wife, she can, she could speak on that if she could, meaning that, you know, I try to eat pretty healthy, uh, no sex, you know, so uh, you prepare. Oh, absolutely. You, because you, I, I take it serious. Yeah. You know, it's, um, yeah, I get kind of like emotional even before, um, actually going down on the day of, I get kind of like jittery, you know yeah. what I mean? Kind of, my emotions are kind of all over the place, you know, some, it might be um, happiness. It might be anger, sure. stress. Like um, I've experienced it all. Like before going down there, and um, I'm sure that's not going to change anytime soon. And and I'm okay with that because I truly believe that the process starts before you even go down there and sit. This is this is this is really highlighting one aspect of uh, these ceremonies or ayahuasca, the plant medicine herself. She call, she requires, I think this level of intention, this level of preparation. This is what I think one of the key distinctions between this medicine and say other psychedelics, which are um, much easier to access and you don't have to be so intentional and it can be much more of a um, uh, less, yeah, you, a lot of people experience them with much less intention, but with, with, with ayahuasca, it definitely does require, and the more intention that, that we bring to it, the more we get out of it, I think. And, and it's it's very um, it's very taxing on my body. I'm like, damn, I can't eat no meat. Yeah. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. Yeah. I can't eat before uh, one o'clock or after one o'clock on the day of. Like That's I, impressive. So you do really. I mean, I also prepare, but I don't. I think you. I, I'm not. I would say out of one out of ten, I'm maybe at like a seven in in like in perfect preparation. I'm not like perfect, but I. I definitely do prepare. I do detox for two weeks for sure. I, I cut out every every uh, compulsion that I can. Yeah, so I, I try to eliminate as as many. But I I see where there's still there's still another higher level that I can go to. But it's really awesome to hear how much intention you bring into it. And so the uh, so that explains why I definitely felt an energy from you when I first saw you. That yes, it was clear that you were there for yourself. And I understood that and I got that and I respected that. Right. And some people don't always see it that way, I believe. You know, I see some people, um, well, no, I, I kind of know because I've had um, some people come up to me like, like, what's up? Like, dude, you don't say shit. Like, mm -hmm. right. And it's like, it's, at, not, it's nothing personal. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. It, it, it's nothing personal at all. It, it, it's just... Um, that's my being at the time. Right? Isn't, it, isn't it funny how, how some people may even, like, how can that even be personal? You're just being. You're just being. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's strange. Yeah, in social settings, sometimes people feel that there's an expectation for another to be social because we're in a social setting. But you're right. Ayahuasca is not a social thing. It's really a, 
introspective thing. People are, um, most people are, are, are afraid of um, someone who is still, mm. someone who is silent, right? Because yeah. they're unpredictable. They're not controllable, mm. right? What you can't... Mysterious. What you can't predict, you can't control. Even just in life in general, I, I, I walk around like that, right? But you like that too. I, I think you like that. Par- I, I have a feeling that you kind of take that on and you kind of are proud of that. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got that right away. I was like, this is who this guy is. But, but and I respect anyone who it, it it's like whoever you choose to be, choose it. Right. And 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 I do like it that way and um yeah. And the reason and the reason being is um again, you know, people just don't know how to deal with an individual like that. Mm. Right? Unless you truly recognize it for what it is mm. right you mm. you recognize that individual and you understand yeah then it's more uh, easy to just be like hey just that's who he is you know yeah. like but at the same time like if if someone if if somebody were to just kind of like I, i'm always like open for conversation <laughs> like um i guess is how how it's approached given in a circumstance <clears throat> i i think it's yeah, you are open to it, sure. Um, it's just the approach and how one approaches you, I think, matters. The way that you look me into my eyes, like, mm. I, I can see a lot. You can see a lot by looking uh, another human being in the eyes. Gotcha. Right? You yeah. have people that will look you straight in the eyes. You have shifty eyes. <laughs> right? And usually when you have shifty eyes or you shy away from me, uh, there's something not right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I've never felt anything um, like uh, shady about being down at the ceremonies. Like um, the love there is just unbelievable. Yes. It's like unconditional love in its highest form. Yes. And I think that's one of the many, um, many reasons why I keep going back. I didn't, I didn't really have that Mm -hmm. uh, coming up, you know, in life and, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a it's a beautiful place to be for me. So so that was the first yeah, so that that pretty much laid that was pretty much my impression of you pretty much then. I respected Corey and I I knew that and for me too it was my first time. And so that brings us to so there was no interaction, none at all. And I for for all I knew, I wasn't ever going to see this person again. <clears throat> but when I show up on uh the second ceremony this past August, which was 6 weeks ago, you were the first person as I was approaching, as I just parked my car and pulled up. You were outside. I remember, and I, I, I remember you. The first, I was like, "Oh, I recognize this person." I even mm. remembered your name, and um, I said, "I said, what's up to you?" And the uh, essentially, it wasn't until the second uh, Saturday, the second uh, the second day that we were there. That's when that's when something else started to happen, and I guess that that's uh, where we're gonna we're gonna unfold the story here. I remember before the second uh, ceremony, you know, during the day, we had free time and we were all in conversation, just hanging out. And that's when that's when we found ourselves in conversation. We I had another friend with me, Joseph, Mm. and uh, I I, I sensed that something about Joseph interested, at least with something with Joseph. And so next thing you know, we're in conversation. I was like, oh, oh, here we like, oh, because that that was a rare moment. The, the very first cer- um, uh, ceremony, 
I don't remember actually being that conversive either, not really getting into conversation with anyone. I did talk to other people, but I felt like the opportunity, and this was in Santa Barbara, and the, the it was a beautiful day. It just kind of felt right. So, yeah, Joseph um, was talking to my sponsor, Cliff. Yeah. And he was talking about wanting to, um, wanting to get clean. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. He was talking That's right. To, he That's was right. talking to Cliff about wanting to get clean. And he was very curious to, um, to know how my sponsor, Cliff, had stayed, um, you know, clean um, for 30 years. Yeah. He was like, he was just like amazed by it. Yeah. Right? And then I put myself, no, Cliff put me in the conversation like, oh, yeah, like Corey's in recovery, too. He's, yes. been, he's been doing this. He's been at it a while, too, you know, and, um, you know, he's a good brother to talk to. Like he, he and, and by the way, recovery. So Cliff was reco- <clears throat> um, uh, 30 years clean from what? And, and you also gone, having gone through. And what was it that you've, you've been clean for? So uh, I was a heroin addict for a long time and. um and I love to smoke uh, crack cocaine. Gotcha. And uh, Cliff was a heroin addict as well. Okay. So so for you, it was heroin and crack cocaine. And for Cliff, it was primarily uh, heroin. Heroin, yeah. mainly. Yeah. But that's yeah. what he did. So he, so he had been clean for 30 years. And you now have been clean for? I have nine years, October 17th. Oh, all right. Rounding into nine. All right. Yeah. Great. So just a couple weeks away. Right. Very, very cool. Um, so yes, we find ourselves, you're in the conversation now. Yes. And I remember that moment very specifically because I saw you wake up. I just saw your body and your position. There was, there was something more, more engaged. Let's just say it like that. You were more engaged. How was I before that? Was I um, like dead to the world? No, or? you weren't dead to the world. You were really centered with yourself and focused and intentional. Just, just, just there. I, you could just tell that this person was just really being and really working through whatever was going on with them. And... In this moment, it was a more, oh, curious. Joseph, what's going on with you? Like, it was just a curious. I, you, there, there was conversation happening, and you were asking questions. So I sensed a curiosity, firstly. I think what happened was was uh, when Joseph started talking about, you know, seeking uh, recovery and whatnot, um, my love for, you know, another person um, seeking recovery may be addicted to whatever substance, sure, right? Sure. Um, my my obligation, you know, as somebody in recovery is to not force 12-step program upon them or, or any religious beliefs or whatnot. But, you know, my obligation is to share my experience, my strength and my hope. Share and, and maybe encourage. And encouraging that, hey, man, like, you can do this. Yes. It's possible. Yes. You know, let, let me save you the troubles yes. uh, that I've already been through that you don't have to go through because I've done it. I've done it for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, that, I think that's what kind of woke me up. That Yeah. And I sensed it. It was very visceral. It woke me up, to be honest, like like that. That's a little bit of what I I pay my antenna is always like in tune for because I'm trying to be engaged with life and. Uh, with others who are also engaged in the moment. So I, it was in that moment that I got invited to go to the beach. It was a block away, and I thought, oh, yeah, let's, we have to do this because I haven't been to the beach since uh, you know the whole COVID thing, and it, it was just a, such a blessing to be so close, and I thought, what a perfect way to just say hello to the ocean before we go into that evening. 
And I also I also decide to, to grab my camera, which, by the way, was for me very unusual because I could feel the energy between all of us say, this is just going to be a great afternoon, just a good walk, talking with people. And I didn't want the baggage of, of carrying my camera. And I knew that this is, we would have to have masks or, or we would have to be conscious of other people and it was sensitive times. And I just didn't foresee any reason why I should have my camera. And even bringing the camera to the ceremony, I even told myself, why? I remember last time in Palomar, I did bring my camera. I didn't even use it. So, <laughs> so I, I was telling myself, it's, it, it would be more, I would be able to be more present if I just be and let go of like all of that. But something within me told me to bring it. So I did. And I remember the walk to the beach. It was you, me, and Joseph. And I was sharing with you my experiences with uh, LSD. And you were curious. And it was, I, I really felt like all three of us, it transported me back to like when I was like 13 years old. And it's just a couple of boys walking down the street. And it's just like, you're just we're like, oh, yeah, you know about something? Like, tell me about it. Because I've always been curious about it. Right. And I just felt like, oh, this is, it's been so long, especially with, with COVID and everything, it was so long since I've just had, especially with someone new, that you're just walking and talking like like yeah. no care in the world. And I remember, oh, this is, I, I was really present to that. So I was starting to just start to become more free and just say, this moment is great, right? This is just a great moment. So we proceed down to the beach and we were in the water for maybe, I would say a good 15 minutes and we got our good fill. We got, you know, we went, we went uh, into the ocean, jumped around, and just splashed ourselves, and 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 got a good fill of that. And as I exited the ocean, after that, and that's when I saw you standing at the edge, and I remember your face, and I remember the way you were just kind of standing there, and it just struck me, and I and I said to you, "Hey, you're gonna go into the water," and I remember you were, and then you just kind of looked at me, kind of like with a with a kind of a questionable mark, and <laughs> and you said uh, something to the effect of. Um, but but what about my shorts? And I and I said something to the effect of, well, you got other shorts, right? I mean, we're gonna change, and it's no big deal. And then you know you were kind of computing, you're calculating it. And then I said to you, uh, when was the last time you've been in the water? And you didn't say anything. And then I said, when is the next time you think that you'll be standing in front of the ocean? Because I knew that I hadn't been to the ocean because of COVID, and I knew that I probably wouldn't be in a very long time. And something clicked in your eyes and I and I saw you acknowledged and then you you started to take off your hat you took off your shoes you took off everything you kind of you put it there and you uh you got it I, I remember you got yeah this this is the moment right here right now so let's do it so you proceed to you know you took off your shirt and also I will say that one of the things that drew me into you that during this up to this point was that you're from Oakland mm. And I and I remember yeah I was yeah and and I was and that woke me up too because uh, Oakland was the place where I found myself uh, in many ways both as a photographer both as just a person um, a human who could speak to people on the street right Oakland was a very important place for me so you took off your shirt and I see this tattoo big tattoo across your back it says Oakland. And it, it just really struck me. I was like, wow, you know. 
and you proceed to walk into the ocean. I see this Oakland walking into the ocean, right? <laughs> this is this is uh, this Oakland. It was just like, and I just felt like it was like miraculous for me. And then you didn't go very far. You just went like just a little bit into the water. Dude, that water was cold. Yeah, it was it was chilly. It was no doubt it was chilly. And then you so you didn't go very far at all. I mean, it was just like a couple feet. But you sat down into the water, and it was really it was really interesting. And 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 there was a it was as if the clouds opened up and then God just like shone a spotlight like right down on you. That, that's a, literally what I saw. And so I walked up to you and I asked you, hey, when was the last time you've been in the ocean? Because I just felt something was unusual about all of this. <laughs> and then you turned to me and you say, I've never been in the ocean. And I, and I was like, what do you mean? You haven't been like I didn't even understand that, that I didn't understand what that could even mean, and then you say something like, "Well, when you you know when the first half of your life is spent uh, being addicted to heroin, there's there's no there's no room for the ocean," and I was I mean I remember my my I was computing all of this I was like, Whoa. and I remember I have my camera. This was the this is I can't believe I have my camera, and because this moment was was uniquely magical and rare to be with an adult whose first time I mean I mean it was just like everyone knows the ocean so I thought so I ran and got my camera I just ran I darted for it I darted like a like a yeah it's like a little kid just ran for it I couldn't I was more I was both excited that I can't believe I have my camera that I was I can't believe I have it and I can't believe what I'm, I'm seeing so I, I snapped some pictures of you there. It was only about a minute. Um, I, you know, I tell you to turn around. We took a, you know, we did a quick one minute thing and it was great. And I remember I ran out as I was getting my camera. I, I, I was like, hey, that's his first time in the ocean. Can you believe this? And she, she looked at it too and she saw it too. She just, she, she understood the magic of the moment. And Shit, I was completely lost. Like I, I didn't understand it at all. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, what's he all jazzed up about? Like, oh man, I, I was beyond jazzed, right? Uh, so, and then you know, and then Joseph comes. I, I called Joseph over. I was like, man, you won't believe this. Like, you won't believe this. And so we were, you know, we and then we started talking and conversing about that. You know, that was it. It wasn't really, you know, it was only a five minute thing that occurred right there, but that was enough to kind of. Uh, disrupt my entire universe wow and and that little moment i I can i can i can trace it back we're sitting here today in front of some mics and having this conversation and it really came out and began from that moment and it's that big for me because i hadn't taken a picture in in six months and just just the fact that i was privileged to be a witness a rare and beautiful moment like that um I i you know it's just a gift a very rare gift so, uh, beyond that magical moment, it really, I started to think about it. How is it a person could have gone, you could have gone, like if that moment never happened, how much longer would it have taken before you got, you know, uh, 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 met the ocean like that? And so I became really interested in a little bit about, and by the way, I'm about to present to you the photo that, like, the one that, that captures how I felt. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to present that to you shortly. And I just want to quickly have you say just a little bit about were you aware? Yeah. Like what were you present to while you were sitting there for the few minutes that you were? 
Well, I'll take it back to um, when the idea first came about, you know, going down to the ocean, because I had made that walk um, before at another time that I was down in Santa Barbara. And the last time I remember making that walk down those long ass set of stairs to the ocean, yeah. um, it was brutal. Mm. Yeah, it very, very brutal. Um, and so I was like, oh, man, it's kind of hot right now. Um, I think I was trying to talk myself out of not going. So everything that had transpired transpired from the moment that the idea had been brought up to the walk with me, you and Joseph talking about the LSD to going down to the stairs to the ocean and then the conversation that I had with you and you said one key word um, calculated mm. right it, it, and, yeah. and I can and I can be very calculated right um, and I was being calculated and it was like a game of chess between me and Zooey mm. and you um, checkmate right <laughs> Checkmate. Checkmate. You know. <laughs> well, who checkmated who? Right? Like yeah, who checkmated I mean, who here? Obviously you did. I well, I don't know. I'm about I don't I would say the other way around. So but that's the beautiful thing. Right. And so it was like a game of chess. So 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 tell me, every other time you've made you've made that walk, you've never you've never just been drawn to touch and, and kind of like go go in like like it, it's it's almost it, for me it seems a natural human inclination to like just the water just it's so natural it's like breath i would get my like feet wet or something like that but you know when i want prior to that i would think like man i can't swim we yeah. weren't we weren't doing no swimming out in east oakland right yeah um it's too cold yeah right i don't like cold things like <laughs> i hate cold weather right um and these were just all excuses um yeah out of fear yeah on on why I wouldn't allow myself to cross that line. Gotcha. Fear, fear, fear is always the the motivating factor in most of our decisions that we make on a day to day basis. Sure. Right. And in fear uh, was something that I had to walk through um, in order to meet the ocean and for you to capture that moment. Right. So 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 then let's bring it back to you. while you're sitting there before I approached you because right you walked out on your own. And I, there was like maybe a moment where before I walked up to you and, and kind of um, poked a little further. But before that, you walked out on your own and you sat down. What what were you present to, if you can remember? Um, I was really shocked to see um, so many people uh, out there um, on the beach. You know, there was people like um, everywhere that that were you know playing game, just just living life. Yeah, you know what I mean. And in in spite of everything that's going on with the with the COVID nineteen yeah. situation and whatnot, people were just out there living life. You know what I mean? And and I and I seen a bunch of children out there, and they were on these like little like miniature um, surfboard things. You know what I mean? And and these are children in the ocean, and and they're and they're out there having fun, and they're smiling, and they're laughing, and and I'm just taking it all in. Just, okay. yeah, just, you were just there. You were, were just, just there, present in the moment, looking yeah. at people, looking yeah. at the ocean, and yeah. and hearing everything, and 
thinking about walking up those long ass set of stairs you know what i mean just all kinds of things are just going through my head you know and um all right so um i guess with that uh let me let me show with you let me bring you back to that moment Mm. right let's let's see what that conjures up and uh i'm not just going to show it to you like on a screen no like like i printed it out as 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 authentic as i can present to you that moment mentally and i'm I'm really a fan of this moment. This for me, this moment captures how I felt, right? No way! I can't believe this. Yes, and and this is for you, by the way. So I have my own printer set up. So it's all by hand. So from my so from that, that moment to from the inside out to my hands, like this is this is a collaboration. That's sick! Wow. Oakland meets the ocean. That's that. That's pretty much what went through my head. Yeah. So so that's that's the the of all the pictures I took, which uh, I can I can show you in a little bit. It wasn't many, maybe ten or fifteen shots, but this one has a lot. And I just I'm just I just wanna I want you to be with it for a second. Then maybe say whatever it is you that comes up for you, what you see, what you notice, anything. I'm actually um, emotional right now, like. Um In a good way. Um, like you can't even you can't even see my face, but you can see like the joy. Like it's crazy. Like what it, the hell? I've showed I've shown maybe uh, about eight people because I just printed this. The first thing everyone says is that they sense they don't see your face, but they feel it. They can just feel your your joy and your smile that it it shines through the back of your head like it's that powerful <laughs> it just it just dominates yeah so what else do you notice you, you stole the words right out of my um out of my mouth that's what i was trying to um explain like you like the smile is just radiating through my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean can you believe that that's crazy um yeah, I'm just in the water and I'm I'm like, wow. Like I'm looking around and um Yeah, you could just feel it, right? That water felt good. Yeah. I needed that water. I needed that ocean. Um it was almost like being um like baptized or cleansed 100%. or well, literally. something like that, right? Um and it was hot and I was tired and my body was taxed and I'm so, I'm so, um, what, what else, what else jumps out at you? If, if, if anything else, um, just the, the, the blue skies and the, in mm. the, in the way in the little small waves. And well, well, if you'll notice right here, it's a wave that's just forming. So what does that mean? Uh, I mean, I mean, that's the, per- I mean, how much more perfect can you get? And of all the photos I took, none of them had this sparkles, which is what the sun, it's the reflection of them. These are diamonds from, from divine diamonds right there. None of the other photos had this. And all of this is on the, the in beginning of a breaking wave, the formation of a wave. I not only got, there's a lot here, but what I got was the forming of a wave. Wow. I, I, I mean, when I sit down and I look at this, I was like, yes, this 
is the one. And it's, it is clear if you compare it to the other shots. None of them have this. And this is what I, this is like, this is, this is Aya speaking to me. This that's, is, yeah. That's beautiful. And, and, and just how you're surrounded by this. It looks this, like a, like a whirlpool. A whirlpool, or exactly. Or something exactly, like that, right? Exactly. And then the whole Oakland thing and just, just all of that together. So um, that is really what, this is the genesis. This is how much impact it had on me. And this is why I felt compelled to not just have it be a cool picture that I took and live on my computer like I've always done, but it has to come out. It has to come out. This has to be, this conversation has to come out. But how are these moments, how can we nourish this? How can we be more about this? Be more present to this, right? I think this, what you're talking about in the picture for me is... Um it's just letting go and, and allowing that inner child to just um, to just roam free. You know, most of the time when I'm when I'm when I'm out here living life, like there's really no expression on my face. Yeah. Um, but I mean, isn't it funny that everyone I show the picture to you the can, first thing they do point out is so there's something about that, that they can just they feel it. They feel it more than if I because I took pictures of you from the front. And smiling too. Yes, you did. But somehow it doesn't, it doesn't hit like this. That uh, you do have a ton of joy in you, my friend. Divine. This is divine joy. Divine joy. Yeah, not just not just everyone's like everyday regular momentary joy. This, mm. this is this is one that, um, uh, and that that's that's your your smile uh, radiates that. It has that inside it. If Whenever you reach that true child, those moments of that, that inner child, and that was this for sure, you're overcoming your addiction. Mm. How old were you when you finally stepped out of that? I was 27 when I, um, yeah, I was 27 years old and um, I had probably about four teeth in my mouth. I probably weighed less than a hundred pounds. Um, my veins were completely shot out. I still have scars on my neck from the last veins that I did have. Right. Um, and I had congestive heart failure. So you were at, you were really at mm. the edge in every way possible. <laughs> like over the edge. Yes, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Barely holding like, on. Like one finger, yeah, one finger, finger like on, on the cartoons, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, so, so you you hit, yeah, you experience at that, and you you began your 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 addiction at at what age? At thirteen. Okay, so thirteen to twenty seven. Well, you know what? Like I, you know, I would say thirteen is is was was the first time that I stuck a needle of a, a heroin in my arm. But you know, prior to that, you know, it was. Um, you know, drinking alcohol and, and, and smoking weed and, and smoking PCP sure. and all that, you know, and um, heavy stuff for a little kid. Yes. Yes. When I reflect back and I think when I think about it, um, wow, I must have been, you know, starting off uh, 10, hmm. 11 years old. And um, yeah, and um, the, the first real hard drug that I had tried was uh, PCP. <laughs> And you know, down yeah. in the LA SoCal area, it's known as Sherm or yeah. Wet Daddies, or yeah. up here we call it KJ. Okay. You know, and um, I love smoking PCP. Like 
And um, wow, walk me a little bit of context. What led up to that, and then the final moment that that it was declared. I mean, my my drug addiction in a nutshell is uh, is pretty simple, you know, to explain. Um, you know, coming up in East Oakland, you know, and coming from a family that was, um, you know, heavily into um, uh, both gangs and drug addiction on both sides of my family. Um, it just ran rampant. And, and then growing up in East Oakland and and looking at your environment and seeing um, everything that's going on around you. um I'm not going to sit here and say that I use that as an excuse sure. um, because I've known a few people, uh, you know, come from the same uh, upbringing that are, uh, you know, living amazing lives that never picked up a drug or a substance ever in their life. Right. So I'm not going to use my environment as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, when you don't have anybody, when you don't have someone guiding you, and, and kind of explaining to you, hey, this is what's going on. This isn't uh, cool. Um, stay in school. Um, are, are somebody that's trying to pull your dreams and goals and aspirations out of you um, because they don't know how. Um, you kind of just slip away and fall into the cracks. And, 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 that, and that's what happened, you know. And um, So what? So what? So what led up to the big, I'm done? Oh, well, that's easy. You know, I got, I got tired of, uh, you know, going in and out of the system. And, um, so you were in and out of jails? Oh, for, for at that time when I, when I got clean, um, most of, I spent most of my, um, my, my adolescent, like when I was like, uh, 10, 11, about that age and then uh, I stayed in the system until I was 27 so um, I gr- I pretty much was uh, raised inside institutions so it was, it was all like in, in out and like like in, so, out, so soon as in. I would come home it'd be right back to dope and then I wouldn't stay out no longer than um, 90 days 60 days I mean hell there was times where I went back on the same day of my release I'm talking about same day okay what what would bring you back in like how would you get well, back so, in? <laughs> you know the law the law the laws have changed you know a lot you know and I remember back then you know if you got caught with any kind of uh, drug paraphernalia or, or if you had like a stay away from somewhere or uh, if you were out past curfew or if you were hanging around with the wrong crowd you know they would uh, they would violate you for anything I see right and, yeah. and so me uh, being young and um, very institutionalized yeah I had a mentality that you couldn't tell me nothing. I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm going to do it until the wheels fall off kind of guy, right? Yeah. And um, and that's how I was. And and um, so I'd come home and um, I wouldn't check in with my, with my agent or nothing. I would instantly, as soon as they cracked that gate on whatever bus or whatever Amtrak that I was coming home on, like I was, I was already... Oh, my mission is to go get high. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. And gotcha. so I just got tired of living that lifestyle, you know. Uh, so you got tired. Okay, but what do you, can you walk me back oh, to the, yeah. the actual uh, yeah, moment yeah, that, that yeah. the boom. Boom. So, the uh, boom moment. yeah, the boom moment happened in, uh, in December of 2000 and. I want to say 2009, 2000, and, yeah, 2009. It was around, I think, December 10th. And it was a beautiful December day in Oakland, right? It was like a crystal blue sky, but it was icy as hell outside. Like it was just cold, like that, that blistering cold that yeah. that stings your face yes but yes. but the sun is out and yes. the sky is just completely blue right yeah. one of those december days and um i'm walking down uh east 14th which is uh currently known as um international boulevard yeah and um i'm right there by 29th ave where the goodwill is still is the details you are able to remember right Amazing. And, and i and i'm walking and um Mm, it's not even noon yet and and it's cold like i said and at that time i had um started to develop fluid in my ankles which was being brought upon not getting proper blood flow um to the heart right and and i had seen the doctor prior prior to this moment and the doctor said man you know you're starting to develop congestive heart failure and um and you're gonna die. Yeah. Right. If you keep it up, you're gonna die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Like I didn't listen to that, and um, you know that. So that day came, and I'm walking around on two um, two swollen ankles. Like I said, about six teeth in my mouth, maybe like a hundred pounds soaking wet, and I'm still trying to hustle. Right. I'm still trying to get a fix. Right. And that's the attic in me, and so. And so um, I'm walking, right, and, and I'm in front of that Goodwill. And then the next thing you know, I'm, I'm just, like, moving, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm fighting, and I'm trying to, like, just keep going because that's, that's just the warrior in me. Like, I'll fight, and I'll fight, and I'll fight until I can't fight no more in, yeah. in any area of my life, right? And so I'm fighting, and I'm walking, and I'm moving and trugging along, and the next thing you know, I just... I fall flat out on my face and I and I and I woke up in a hospital. No, I take that back. It didn't I yes, I ended up in the hospital, but when I fell flat, I remember something like reaching inside of my spirit, reaching inside of my chest and 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 gently like squeezing, right? Ooh, and I'm yeah. not I'm not um I'm not a religious person by any sort, right? If you are yeah. That's cool, man. I yeah. respect and I'm open to uh, mm -hmm. anybody's religious beliefs or our spiritual backgrounds or whatever that may be. I'm not a religious person myself, but something intervened in my life, uh, a power greater than myself. Right. And I felt something like gently just like like my heart, like just like, you know, I can take your life right now. Right. Right. Or I can give you another path, another opportunity yeah. to make it right. And so that was a divine intervention for me. It sounds almost like, you know, we talk about on the edge, one finger on the edge. I'm almost receiving what you just said as that last heartbeat. 
like, I get the chills. End, the like, end, yeah, thinking the, about it. This last heartbeat was that last. It could be this could be your last heartbeat, or it could be the first of the rest of your life. Kind right. Of, it, was, it was down to the beat. Yes. Which is pretty amazing. It was down to the beat, and um, and I woke up in the hospital shortly after that, and um, you know, I had all these um. IVs and all this stuff running through my body and um, I was I think in and out of consciousness and um, there was something there was something that my mom said man that, um, cause they were telling the doctors were telling my mom like you know like he he doesn't look good right now like you know and um I'll never forget, like, my mom, like, she just said, like, you don't, she said something to the extent of, like, you don't, you don't know my boy, like, my boy is going to fight, like, and he's going to walk out of this hospital, yeah. like, you don't know my boy, yeah. and, um, yeah, man, like, I fought the battle, and, um, and I pulled out of that hospital, and, um, and shit, man. Here I am. Here you you are. know what I mean Here today, are, right? Man. And um, so, how how many years ago was that? Um, that happened in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, right? Okay. But there, there's a there's a process before the, the actual process, sure. right? And um, that process was, um, you know, I was still detoxing uh, pretty hard, you know, when I when I um, when I came out of that hospital, and I my habit was uh, at a uh, a quarter ounce a day plus smoking a lot of uh, rock cocaine and um yeah and me being me you know like you have to like lock me up in order for me to withstand that withdrawal to go through that kick and there was nothing holding me back you know but myself and they had a methadone clinic around the corner from my from my house and uh I ended up getting on that clinic man and that and that methadone clinic saved my life you know that put me on the path to uh recovery yeah yeah and well i know, i know that when i heard you speak about this i mean yeah it still hits me today because i think a lot of us we all know um, addiction to some degree whether it's behavioral or, or whether it's a, a substance uh, or some people like you have experienced where it completely destroyed or pushed you to an edge in life uh, where uh, other other habits or other behaviors aren't that dangerous aren't that strong but but this uh, addiction where we can't control something that we can't control and you you know your story just reflects the most extreme version of this where everything is at risk it's not just a bad habit it is not just something you can't control but it's literally withering your body it's withering like your insides like everything it it's yeah and and that's just what it is for me i can't speak for anybody else but i know that if i put any one of those substances in my system all bets are off we right. wouldn't be having this conversation i'd probably be in here yeah you'd probably be tied up I'd probably be taking your material. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of addict that I am. Right, right. right. And, and so I know that... Um, well... Dope, I, dope is no good. Yeah. Well, right? I, can, I can say that the transformation that you... You know, who I'm... And, and, and when I met you and my interaction with you, really uh, the, the, it represents just how far someone can go. 
literally. So I think that I think that that your story and this conversation for me it represents uh, it represents the true. It's the kind of antidote worth overdosing on, if you feel me, right? Yes. This is it. This this is the kind of thing, and you had to go there. You're one of the few chosen ones who went this distance. But that we, we, we shouldn't go. We were, not, you were, we were never meant to go that far. That's not where we're supposed to go. But you experienced it for us. And I, I find that it's a blessing and inspiration uh, to be able for you to share that. And that one that you're willing to share that. More of this kind of thing is worthwhile. Not the kind of crap that every day we walk out into the world. It's more like, hey, buy more Apple shit, buy more this, and take, you know, do this, and everything's gonna save you. You'll be cooler, better, hipper. That shut. That stuff is not the real stuff, right? This it's material stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Um, so you're more attached to. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'm attached to. It says it's all right there. I'm, I'm, I'm an addict too. I'm an addict for antidotes. Right. I, my search into. You know, and that takes in the forms of all things. I, you know, if if something, if you put something in front of me, say, hey, this has the power to like give you a little something over here. I'll be like, all right, I got to check it out, right? I got to check it out. So my 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 addiction it led me to ayahuasca, the grandmother of all antidotes, which she is kind of an overdose. I mean, you're supposed to, you know, you. My experience of her is she overtakes you, but this is the kind of thing worth doing that, right? right? You know, um, this conversation, your story, uh, these are the kinds of things that aren't material. Um, these are the kinds of things worth focusing on and going after. And I, I genuinely um, want to just thank you. Is there anything else you want to leave before we before we cap this? Uh, no, I mean, you've, yeah. we've gotten everything down pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right, Corey. Uh, well, uh, thank you very much. Thank you for, you know, again, it's an honor to have the first guest. In the first episode. So after recording the conversation, me, Corey, his wife, and another friend, we all hung out for the next 10 hours as we got to know each other, sharing lots of laughs well into the night. We end the episode with Corey recounting a hilarious incident involving the toilet during our stay at ceremony. We break it down pretty graphic, so yeah, fair warning. So um, you were talking about the last ceremony you in the morning were, so there are signs posted all over the house and you know they're conserving water they are a water conserving house yes they and are and the owner of the house he n- catches you flushing <laughs> twice and he's curious I remember wanting to know hey why did he flush twice you didn't say <laughs> why <laughs> so uh, please do uh, give us the context. Uh, walk us through the whole double flushing incident, okay. if you will. That's um, so. It's early in the morning, and um, they're very uh, conservative about their water up there. And um, I totally understand that. And um, I totally understand that there's a lot of people uh, in their house and, um, you know, they have to fit the bill for the water that's being drinking, the water that's being flushed, the water that's being used uh, for those who shower over the weekend, just whatever. Like, I totally understand. I totally get it. Yeah. But when it's early in the morning, 
I believe it was uh, last day of ceremony, Sun- yeah, yes. right? Sunday, right? Um, especially early in the morning, those those toilets can be that water can be pretty yellow, pretty it's bubbly. Been, it's been building up, right? It's been it's, collecting everyone. And yeah, we're, right? so we so we're told not to flush. If it's mellow, if it's mellow, or yellow, if it's no, yellow, yellow, it's keep, mellow. It's mellow. Keep it mellow. If no flush. If it's brown, you drown. Or flush it down. Whatever. Or something like yeah. that, right? So, so, so it's collecting everyone's piss like for a day or something along those lines. So you, you're wait, you're half awake. You're you know you gotta you gotta piss in the or do or you gotta take a shit in the morning and you approach this buffling bowl of of everyone's yellow. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Everyone's bodily fluids. Gotcha. Right? And it's bubbling. And, and it's bu- bubbling. And it's a low toilet, so those bubbles can like you can imagine that reaching. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. can splash. You're right. imagining a splash action. Right. And so for those who haven't, um, you know, been on an ayahuasca journey, um, <laughs> for you, those who you, haven't, your been- your uh, feces become oh, very uh oh, hard. Right. You become a uh, constipated. Right. It it has a way of pushing things out in a different way. Okay, there you go. That's so I had a big fear, right? I had a very big fear early in the morning that um by me uh using the restroom that uh that bubbly yellow dark piss was gonna jump up and splash my ass. Yeah. And the thought of that just made me cringe. It would make me cringe too. I, you know what? I would have double flushed. <laughs> Just so there's two bathrooms, and and the bathroom that I happened to go to was in the room to sleep in. Okay, right? Yeah. And and um. Yeah, you were right. I there. wasn't even tripping off of it. I was just like, I thought they were sleeping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I flushed once, and then I and I used the bathroom, and then of course I got to flush it again because it's uh, it's number it's, two. It's number two. It's brown, right? So you down or drown or well, you know. I, now that it occurs to me, if if that would have happened to me, it's very likely I could I could have easily found myself in that situation. I think I would have just said I had to take a shit twice. I had to take a double shit. I didn't think I was I wasn't done. Apparently ayahuasca wasn't finished. I brushed my teeth and oh shit, here it comes again. <laughs> so <laughs> but anyways, you remember that as a response for the next time. But yes, nevertheless. Okay, now we know. Now we know. Cause I, I was actually curious. He kind of like put his like fingers on his temple and he just oh. leaned over and looked at me like why are you double flushing <laughs> straight to the point straight to the question i said what <laughs> that was your response yeah i was oh like what yeah <laughs> and then he was like i don't understand yeah we've repeated yeah. And there's signs everywhere, yeah. you know, not to do this. Yeah. We're very strict up here about our water. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm about to get uh, lectured by. Um, right. And uh, Mother Linda. Yeah. Right? And it, I didn't take it personal. Sure. Right. But it was a it was actually a, a good learning experience. And as all teachers do, there's there's. um. It's never just scolding without a teaching, 
right? And they and they kind of scolded me, but also gave me the teaching behind it, sure, right? And I can appreciate that because that's what a good teacher does, right? So here's the real question: the very next time you find yourself early in the morning and staring down a bowl of uh, twenty other people's piss, you're now going to be able to withstand the splash. No, so I have a plan for that. So you what, have a, let's hear your. So what I'm gonna do, right, is I'm gonna put um, a decent amount of toilet paper in there to kind of like soak up. Oh, okay. You know, and that minimizes the splash. Abso- absolutely, the splash. I like absolutely. that. Absolutely, I like that. A couple of squares, maybe like three or four. No, squares. maybe maybe like a good roll around okay. my hand. You <laughs> but know, then, a couple then you, times. Run, you run into trouble of clogging because now you're gonna double. Uh, Cause you got to lay it down and then you got to put, okay. so you, you're, don't just be, be aware that you don't want to run into the clogging issue because okay, so, that'll be nightmare. Oh, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> so, so now if I go with this plan of three, using, three of, okay, three squares, right? What I'm going to do with those three squares are um, very carefully place them yeah. in the toilet over that piss and over those yeah. bubbles and make yeah. sure that it it gets the best of it, you yeah. know, that I have like a yeah. a safe landing. Right. Right. So see, I'm see, I'm sorry. My my ayahuasca ceremony, every person has their own toilet. Like I don't know how I would do that. How are you gonna make that happen? I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take holes out in the backyard. <laughs> I'm gonna build yeah. I'm gonna I'm I mean I'm I mean I'm gonna build and design the whole place myself. That's the only way it would happen. Um but some way there should be multiple bathrooms and I'm sorry I'll foot the bill. Like, hey, for this weekend, we're 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 in you know, the waters. Kind of cost more, but uh, please use the toilet freely, freely in my in my temple. If there's a way, I probably design it. How can you think? Because if you think at that level of water conservation, how, how could there be? Because I just, I mean, there's got to be a way to better design it so that people aren't splashing other people's piss all over themselves. I'm sorry. There's just got to be a way. And, I mean, but even, yeah. but it's interesting because even at the DMT ceremonies that I've sat in, um, it's the same way. Oh, man. Yeah. And I've sat in DMT ceremonies uh, from LA to San Francisco up to Grass Valley. I mean, I mean, and all the temples. Is, is that, is grandmother gonna like look down on us if we like didn't conserve water to the absolute maximum 100%? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it's like that at every it's temple like, yeah. that I've been to. Well, you know what? I'm gonna be the first temple to break that rule. Really? Yeah. <laughs> break that rule. I'm going to break that rule and say, if if an average ceremony has 80 um 36 flushes i'm okay with 52 right i'm okay with increasing the number of flushes a little bit i th- i think i can I'm, i i don't you think th- you can fit the bill I, I i would be i would be open to fitting that bill i would right i just charge everyone a little more no 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 see 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 <laughs> I knew there. I knew there had to have been a twist. A twist. Okay. That okay. went along with that idea. Okay. So how about this? Because right now it's at the six hundred dollar range. But if I told you that if it moved up to the thousand dollar, what I'd say a thousand dollars for a two evening, but it's on another level. You don't what? Got- now explain this. What exactly do you mean by another level? Like for a thousand? You yeah. said a thousand a yeah. night? No, total. A thousand a weekend. Thousand week instead of six hundred. Dude, I'd have, I'd have to be really like. So think about it. So that's a forty percent increase. That's a forty percent increase. What do you get? Yeah. What, what do you get? What would I get? Okay. What for? would you get? Easy, easy. You get your own bed. 
nice bed. Foam mattress bed. Number one, boom. No more fighting for where you sleep. Everyone gets a little foam mattress in a designated area. Number two, no piss splashing on your ass. That for me is pretty three. Three, you don't got to bring no food. Don't worry about no food. It's all going to be taken care of. Don't. Who's going to prep the food? That's on. That's 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 for me to worry. I got a dedicated chef and food person to handle the food part. Well, what kind of food are we talking about? We're talking about a variety. We're talking about the Lacroix, fully stocked fresh Lacroix. Yeah, we got quinoa salad. <laughs> wait a right? minute. Wait Chicken. a minute. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about right now. Lacroix. And- the Lacroix is the soda that you drank at the ceremony that I had. The last one that I had. Okay, yes. That yes, does fully sound. stocked fresh. Okay. Cold, ice oh, cold. Oh, man, I'd be digging on there that you so go. much. There you dude. go. All this, okay. okay, what else do we get? What we also Let's get, get- back to the food, the food. Okay, oh, you want to stay on the food. Okay, the um, gr- uh, chicken for protein, but grilled. <sighs> grilled. Shit. Why did it have to be like dry? Like, you know, I get it because, again, we're doing it in someone else's fridge and there ain't no room, so I get it. But you're going to get grilled barbecue chicken. How about that? Wait a minute, though. I thought we're supposed to be consuming like- No salt. There's no salt. It's just grilled. It's going to be super Sodium-free. Yeah, sodium-free. I'm, because my food person- is on that level where he doesn't have to use salt, but makes it dope anyways. But how are you gonna make grilled chicken with barbecue? No barbecue. I didn't say barbecue. You did. Barbecuing, barbecuing in- like cooking it on the grill. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just grilled chicken. Then. Grilled chicken. Okay, grilled chicken. Yeah. See, when I hear grilled barbecue chicken, oh no, barbecued chicken. Okay, okay. On the, got on it, the, got yeah. it. Got, that so sounds really good. It does, doesn't it? Okay, right. so okay. you, so we, uh, that's an, uh, that without saying any more, you know, the food is taken care of. You know it's going to be taken care of. Okay, number three. In your dedicated space in sitting, don't bring anything. Don't bring your crappy yoga mats. Don't bring it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see these tag-torn, crappy, little foldy. No, 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 no. You are going to have... You know that you you I don't know if you remember the beanbag oh, I, I remember brought. the little pod the little pod that I brought the single pod it, it completely it took compl- up like uh three spaces <laughs> no we I had to put that one back okay. yeah yeah All I had right. to put that one back but everyone gets their own beanbag pod which is I've determined the perfect thing for sitting because there's no way to be uncomfortable. That's it. That is the most comfortable in any position. Whatever you you got going. It's got you. So you don't have to bring anything. You're going to have your own, uh, what we call outfit. Like, like, yeah, don't bring your ragtag. Like, no, again, we're supplying everything for you. Wait a minute. We're, we're going, we're attending a ceremony, not. Exactly. We're attending a ceremony. Not a fucking fashion show. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) No, I want, I want everyone. No, there's multiple um, things that occur from this. You don't have to worry about a thing. You just come and focus on yourself. And you know Is that, that the mission? Is that the goal? That's that's one huge aspect to allow more space for you to completely be with you in perfect harmony and care. Number two, the fact that the level of intention of a uniform, a respect, and honor that intention went on behind that, a unison, how much more of a group would you feel? If you had that taken care of and you observed around, I mean, this that's that puts you in another space. I, you know what? I, I yes, I understand that. When I when I think about it right now and how you're explaining it, um, 
it can be pretty stressful, you know, uh, on your on your way of preparation to Little ceremony. Things, yeah. Like, like um, you got yeah. to make sure you have your uh, your mat or whatever it is that you're going to be sleeping. And are on you going to be comfortable? Night. And you don't know. Are you going to be comfortable? Uh, you got to go uh, food shopping. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are some things that that are kind of like. So imagine all of that eliminated. Imagine how much more room that you just get to focus with what you're coming in with and just that aspect and that you go to this experience and how much more of a ride you like every I mean, yeah, I, I'm imagining and I'm like, oh, man, I would love to I would love to, to experience that. And not only that, not only that in the room, in the middle of the ceremony, there would be like a water installation, a fire. It would be what like kind of water would we have? What do you mean? What kind of I'm water? Just, highly well, filtrated. This highly is filtrated. natural Trader Joe's Spring Mountain yeah, water. Yeah, no, you would have you would have either uh, the the naturally filtered water from the, the most the local well, or if that's not possible, you would have some high quality, uh, possibly brand name. So what's smart a good water? What's a good high quality brand name I water? That's smart, out there smart right water, now. Smart, smart water, smart water. Fiji. I I don't know. Like one of the. Well, I'm just here to tell you and tell everybody. Yeah. Water is water. Okay. That's no matter how you cut it. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? That's uh, I'm open to suggestions on um, the best water. But you, so a thousand dollars sounds more reasonable for such an experience, now, doesn't it? It does. But at the same time, though, I, I have to think about for me that. Um, You know, I wish I wish, you know, things like that just in life just unfolded like that for me. Mm. Like just it's all laid out. It's all ready. Just come come get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, for myself, again, I'm not speaking for anybody else. Um, it's always taken um a lot of work and a lot of a lot of dedication and and a and a and a lot of jumping through hoops at times where it feels uh to get to where it is that I'm trying to go right and so I can I right now how how we're doing this right I can it's great it's great I respect it and I, 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 I just, appreciate yeah. it because it's it's almost like like I said like the work starts before you actually get down sure. there into ceremony well, and you know it was a vision that Aya spoke to me and said there are other ways to express this as always, and one of the ways in which I express things is a, a, another level of intention, and that's intention at every everything's day. taking. So care there you of. go. So that's a night. It's a vision. We'll see what happens. Potentially, like you know, if we ever found a space like in Joshua Tree, or where like a property, and have our own space where we can have control of you know, um, customize or, or renovating it or designing it more in tune to something like this so it's it's a vision in the back of our heads and i'm throwing it out there it might happen one day so once a week no uh once a month oh once a month once a month like it, yeah otherwise it, it would run as operators as an airbnb uh otherwise most of the time and then that would be able to support and uh fund the ability to to create such a space yeah, yeah. This, so this is a bigger idea it's a far down vision my friend far you know um, so that is my vision in a nutshell. So, yeah, no splashing of other people's piss on your ass. That for me is a 
What's a no, no go? That's a no go. We don't need that. We can. We can. We don't need that. We can. We can do. We can avoid with, that. We can do avoid without. that. And there it is. The first AO is in the books. If you want to see the photo of Corey sitting in the ocean for the first time, head over to antidoteoverdose.com. There's also a print and shirt available of that moment. Please share and subscribe to stay up on the latest episodes, which will drop every other week while I work my way to a weekly schedule. Once again, thank you for listening. Thank you, Meditation, for sponsoring the first episode. Thank you all. This is Antidote Overdose, signing out.